Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Death Pop Podcast. We are on episode number 27. We got Ryan McDonough and Ben brought up Shane, Shane Corson. Obviously, he's got to bring up a leaf. Um, he, was a, he was a leaf for like... <laughs> he's a leaf less, legend. Less for, <laughs> he was just a part of the Bash Brothers. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's a joke. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a while since we've done a podcast. Obviously, there hasn't been much going on besides like the draft and then free agency. So we figured we'll draw it out, then we'll have more to talk about the next time we do it. So, um, so we'll I guess start with the draft. Um, pretty pretty big stories coming out of there. Uh, certain someone dropping down because of some. Uh, what are they calling it? Attitude issues. <laughs> yeah, Shane said, right up. They, sorry, they said that his interviews were not they the were, greatest. They were pretty bad. Um, but you're obviously talking about Shane Wright, who was at least before the draft the quote unquote consensus first overall pick, and then uh, apparently not. He dropped from one down to two, down to three, and then he finally fell at four to Seattle, and apparently he. Did or did not stare down the Montreal Canadiens uh, management and their scouts at the draft. He says he didn't, but other people say he did. Um, Good old hearsay. It's all hearsay. I mean, who really knows? Who really cares? But, yeah, who cares? <laughs> like, it's obviously if if he's going to stare down like you give the death stare to the team that didn't draft him, obviously those allegations of him having attitude issues are somewhat correct. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, go ahead. I was just going to say the draft order. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slavkovsky went number one to Montreal, then uh, is it Nemich or is it Nemec? Uh, number two. I think it's Nemec or Nemec. Whatever, we're all going to butcher his name until it's yeah. said on TV enough. We'll just say Nemich for now. And then Logan Cooley went three to Arizona. Then obviously Shane Wright went four to Seattle. And then Philadelphia at five pick Cutter Gautier. Cutter. What a Cutter. From what Sweden. A, what a hockey name. No, nothing beats Sweden. like Rutger McGrody. Rutger McGrody? Or, uh... There's another guy. The one with his parents. You guys hear about the parents that like basically like, oh yeah, like my kid got drafted and he they just decided to make out in the <laughs> on the what? camera. <laughs> you didn't see that? No. Oh, it was it was Maverick Lamoureux. That's his name. His parents. Oh yeah, I remember that name. I don't. I didn't. I didn't know about the parents making out, but I heard the name. Yeah. Yeah, and then like all of his stats, I think he had like. At 69 penalty minutes, and then like he had four <laughs> goals, 20 assists. He was just like pulling out all the numbers. It was it was really ironic and funny. It's pretty funny, but uh, yeah, I think it was a good draft for, I mean, majority of the teams. The Leafs obviously yeah. cha- traded their pick because why not? That's just what the Leafs do. Yeah. Um, and then we also saw some. That's the price to dump. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> well, and there was also two two big trades for the for the Canadians. Very big trades. Very big trades. It involves Montreal. 
That was my favorite part. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna listen to this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand giving Batman the uh, you know the booze and blah blah blah, but like, who cares anymore? Like, why? He's gonna be here until he dies. I don't think anybody realizes that. I hope people realize that because it's kind of like you're just booing. You're wasting air. I don't think the booing is serious anymore. I think it's just like it's just what you do, and then he it's, like embraces it. it. It's just like, tradition at this point. It's the same yeah. thing across all leagues. Like even in the NBA, when Adam Silver is like one of the most respected uh, commissioners of all sports, he still gets booed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm. Not going to lie, when the draft was happening, I didn't really expect any big trades to happen. Possibly, there was rumblings that the Canucks possibly, because like obviously JT Miller, and then there was a second overall pick going to Vancouver for JT Miller. That And then the, we would have the second overall pick, and then the Devils would have JT. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, freaking the Canadians trade Romanov and the 98th overall pick, I think. Yeah. That sounds right. To to go to the thirteenth pick, and then they use that pick to trade for Kirby Doc. Like, what the hell is going on here? Maybe that's why they didn't pick Shane Wright. They just got their they got their center, who's an established NHL player. Yeah, I mean, he can be he can be very good. Like again, he got kind of put in a really shitty situation in Chicago, where he's not mm-hmm. really learning from. Well, he's learning from Taves and Kane, but they don't want to be there. And it sounds like Kane obviously doesn't want to be there anymore. And I highly doubt that he's going to be there when he get when the season starts. Um, there's also so? stuff that came out today that the Buffalo Sabers were thinking about it, but they just don't want to do it right now. They might just want to chase him in free agency next year. Oh, piss! Yeah, which is better for Patrick, them. But Patrick Kane wants to go to Buffalo 100. Let's do that with the Rangers. Well, I was thinking the Rangers would have made a pitch before right. signing Trocheck because they had cap space. I think they had some assets they could have moved if they had to. Like, they would get rid of, kind of the perfect Krakow fit. In a second. It's the perfect fit. Oh, 100%. Patrick Kane in the Rangers back with Panarin, like in the biggest American market. Like, Can you imagine best that American line? player in the biggest American market? Can you imagine perfect. Patrick Kane, Mika Zibanejad, and Artemi Panarin? Holy crap, that'd be so good. I, I think, going back to Montreal, like, yeah, Kirby Doc. And then they pull a rabbit. 40-goal scoring back-to-back season rabbit out of their hat and get to bring it for three picks. The Senators. Sorry. from the sen- oh, Sorry, I, I got that confused for some reason. Um, yeah, the Senators pulled that one right out of their ass. And somehow managed to do that and I'm really scared of the Senators now. And then they also signed Audrey, which we'll get into later. Oh goodness. Like Jesus. That team that team they could be rid the of, biggest riser. They got rid of that absolute albatross of a contract in Matt Murray as well. Oh yeah, I know. Just right? awful contract that they were able to Okay, are we gonna do this now? We might as well do it now. <laughs> talk about it now? No, we'll, no, we'll get there. Okay. I sent you guys a paragraph at that time. I don't remember. That's funny. Um, yeah, no, I think Montreal's looking better. I think Ottawa's scary as hell. And I think this Yuraj Slavkovsky guy could be 
absolute beast. He, he broke a bike at the uh, what's it called? Development camp. The lady that was standing there watching him do it, he's like, holy shit, this guy's like, you gonna stop? Like, he's supposed to stop now. <laughs> I'll say it like in spit and chicklets form. He's a mutant. She kind of is. He's like six, what is he, six, seven? Five? Six, four, two, thirty. Jesus, that's a big boy. Um, yeah, no, I think he could be, who knows, he might actually start this year, he might come in this year and get a chance to play well, with. Uh, I hope he does. I know, but it's just, again, we look at like Lafreniere and you look at Kako and you look at um, all these first round draft picks, like first overall draft picks, like, oh, like other than like Connor McDavid or people that you know, they're going to be like absolute studs and absolute starters in your team. Like how much faith can you put in these people? They're 19 years old. He's a he's a left winger and just I'm just looking at the depth chart and all they have at left wing is Cole Caulfield and Jonathan Drewan and then after that's like Dadanov and Pitlick. They've also like shopping Dadanov and and Dvorak really, and they really don't want that they they really don't want Dadanov anymore even though they just trade and him. they want to trade Dvorak now because they have Kirby Doc then they want him to be number two center so they so now Dvorak's kind of expendable and plus he's making four point four five. Yikes. God. He's making 4.45 and Elian McCabe's making 4.7. That's pretty funny. Oh, fuck off. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so I'll throw that in there. That's a... You want to talk about a head-scratcher? That's a head-scratcher there, considering what the Canucks want to do. Yeah. Okay. Is Carey Price... Like, before we jump from the Canadians, is yeah. Carey Price coming back, or is he... Apparently he's supposed to be, like, fully healthy there? by October. Apparently. Like, by their... But is he actually going to be Carey Price again? Because he's what, 30? Like, like 30, yeah. 34. 34, yeah. Yeah, like, how much? His contract's never going to end, right? Isn't it like another five years? He's a free agent in 2026. Oh, God. <laughs> 10.5. He's, no, he's going to be retired in 2026. He's going to be retired in 2024. Him. I don't think they expected him to actually finish out that contract when he signed it. Like, I don't think so either. I I, I think their the other goaltending is a little bit of an issue. If he again gets hurt, and you gotta run Jake Allen. Yeah, you gotta run Jake Allen again, and then he might get hurt because he's also and, a bandage. <laughs> and Samuel Montembo as the backup. Not not yeah. good. Talking shit about the Leafs freaking goalie situation you talk about their goalie situation if they're all hurt okay here's the thing though <laughs> their goaltending duo could be like really good yeah it really could be because like and i was really worried if like say the Leafs didn't get um who'd they who'd they sign on the backup again was it banachek or is oh, that samsona uh, he's being the, the starter he's not the backup one of the two former Capitals goalies, whatever. Yeah, Samsonov. They could realistically be like a low-end 1A and 1B. Like kind of what the Canucks were hoping for with Holpe and Demko back when it was the 56-game season. That turned out to be a shit show. I think that's probably the goal. Like, I don't 
think teams we've talked about it before where like at least I have. Like I don't think teams unless you have a Vashilevsky or a Shosturkin, like unless you have a, a an S tier goalie, you're better off running a tandem that you can force to kind of battle each other and then just run the hot hand. And I think that's what Toronto's doing. Like find two guys who are really I guess desperate to kind of bounce back and <laughs> what is <laughs> Sam Sonov to to establish a career and then for Murray to like revitalize to form. Um, yeah. The internal competition would hopefully motivate one of them to step up. Or both but, of them. Or both of them. Yeah. Like ideally. I think in like a perfect world, that would be the best case scenario for them is that like Matt Murray returned to his what? 2016, 2017 when he was winning cups. And then Samsonov to like actually establish himself as like a solid NHL goalie and not just a backup. I mean, the deal's good for Samsonov too. It's one year, one point eight. That's yeah. Like, for Samsonov too, I think this is like if he doesn't like if he struggles this year, he's I think his NHL career is over, at least for like I, I or I can't like some see. or some desperate team is gonna overpay him to do the workload of a one of a like a S tier starter. Yeah. That's what they should have signed Mrazic to is 1.8. Yeah. Like, just take, like, I understand taking chances, but, you know, like, I think that Tim Sonoff could be a really good backup. Again, we don't know until they play for the Leafs because you're walking into the freaking Lions den. <laughs> and like, we, we talked about, like, I don't know if we talked about it in the past, but, like, Jonas Koposalo. And how he had like a really bad season this year, but he plays in Columbus, so that can just get shoved under the rug and forgotten about. Because people are like, "Oh, I don't really want to trade for him," because like his year this year was not great, but he also plays in Columbus behind Elvis. I think with so Jonas like, Corposalo okay. too is like, I feel like for ten years he's been. Oh, you you wait, Jonas Corposalo is going to be like he's like twenty eight right now. It's yeah. like. Prime. I think it's. I think it's. I think we're over the hill now. I think yeah, like, we you know that you're not. Something. Unless you're Jack Campbell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you get you get the. Or Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas, yeah. <laughs> I okay. Are we talking about Matt Murray now? Sure. Okay. So. <laughs> oh Lord. I saw the trade and I was like, "This trade is great." You get 25% retained. You get Matt Murray, who's won two cups. Because you knew we were losing Jack anyways. There's no chance of them actually getting Jack. They haven't talked about it. They haven't talked to him the entire offseason. Because after that certain point, they should have signed him earlier in the season. If they were going to sign him in the season, they would have they would have done that. So, Jack goes to Edmonton. Talk about that in a second. Um, and Matt Murray, I just thought I saw future considerations written on that trade, and I laughed because I'm like, we got him for nothing. You got him. We for had a, to pay, but we had to dinner. pay his four point six million dollar cap hit. Which I'm like, for, okay, it's two years. Yeah, for two years. Got rid of Morazic. Three point eight for another three. Just absolutely bonkers, and he he couldn't stop a beach ball, even if it was like deflated or in, like completely deflated. 
like completely done. I, I have no idea. I, I it's really good gear, but like he spent most of his money on his gear and never played. He's shit. Um, with Matt Murray, and I, I talked about this with you guys, your messaging and stuff like that. With Steve Dang was freaking out, like, "Oh, we if we don't, this is obviously before free agency, before Samsung." Like, oh, if we don't, if we have Matt Murray and Shawgrim. If Matt Murray gets hurt because he's only played 20 games last year, we're going to have Shawgrim as our starter and then Joseph Wall as the backup or whomever. And I thought I told you guys, I was like, but if we get another goalie too, it's just the same thing. The same bat. It's just like, even if it wasn't Matt Murray, if you put insert goalie here, it's still Shalgren backing up. It didn't matter. It was just like, no, it didn't matter who you, you got. It was just Shalgren backing up until you signed Sam Sorum. But it, it, yeah, but it made no sense at that time. I was like, this makes no sense. This deal could be good. Give him a chance. If you give him a chance, it's fine. And if he doesn't want to, if he's not playing good, if he, you know, I mean, he's won two cups. I mean, he could retire at any point and then we just buy him out eventually, which sucks, but it, I'm I'm nervous because we're a cont- like the Leafs are a contending team, and with this whole Johnny Goudreau, Matthew Kachuk BS that's gone over this past week, oh, God, everybody's going. Oh, what about Matthews now? This is a real possibility. I'll see it when I see it, because yeah, the Leafs don't <laughs> make it past the first round this year. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> I really don't. When the Leafs, they also need to trade someone away because they're 1.5 over the cap right now, and they still need to sign Travis San- or Rasmus Sandin. Travis Sandin. <laughs> I was about to say Travis Sandin. I'm like, that's not who that is. <laughs> yeah, so, like, uh, the Leafs uh, aren't done yet. So, it can't be done. I, I, mean, I think they find a way to move Muzzin or Hall or Kerfoot. Well, Hall's, Hall's already one foot out the door. Paul and... needs to get traded for a bag of peanuts. <laughs> he's making $2 million and he's 30 years old and he is like barely, what, the, the third pairing defenseman? If any team wants him, he sets a really good pick. Like, a, he, he should be yeah, a basketball a pick, player. Yeah, a pick that costs you a goal. <laughs> like, he could, he cost us the round. <laughs> in oh, a way. sure. Oh, well, no, because sure. it was what? What was the score? I don't remember. If they scored error. that goal, what was two the score? One. It was 2-1. It was 2-1. And it was 2-2. Two, two. Was that game 6 or was that game 7? Seven? 7. That was game I 7. Was seven. <laughs> Leafs were literally up. Technically, they would have been up. on nothing at that point. Who knows if that could have changed the whole outcome of the game. Nick Paul might not have been 7-year, 3-point-whatever-million-dollar Nick Paul. <laughs> 3.15. We wouldn't be talking about the Lightning if the... If Justin Hall didn't set a pick, possibly. Yeah, we still would have been talking about the Avalanche winning the cup, but it would have been against yeah, but the Leafs fine. instead. As long as the Leafs made it past the second round, everybody would have been like, oh, that's way better. Then Even we would have been like, oh, the Leafs didn't make it past the second round. Now we can start that stupid Twitter. Yeah, but uh, then they would have just been... Game. Then they would have fucking gave uh, Campbell the 5x5 five five instead of uh, freaking the, the Oilers. Maybe. I want to talk about that just quickly. How did Philip... Not Philip Grubauer. How did I think of Philip Grubauer? Kemper got five 
by 5.25 in Washington. Because they're desperate for goaltending? Uh, that's, not, that's not my point. You want a Stanley Cup. Yeah, you want a Stanley Cup. Jack Campbell gets 5 really by 5 team. by the Edmonton Oilers. How is Darcy Kemper only $250,000 more per season than Jack Campbell? What do you mean only? I'm just saying what when I saw that on the on the trade bait board or whatever the hell it was, the free agencies, I'm like, how is Darcy Kemper only getting paid 5.25? He's not that good. Only? <laughs> Holy hell, you're part of but the then you got, But then you got Jack tires. Campbell, who was an all-star. I love the guy to death because he's he was obviously one of my favorite. Like, and we only had him for like a season and a half. So I just want to I want to go back to the Matt Murray thing because we're not done with the Matt Murray thing. Okay. <laughs> so when I saw the trade, yeah, you... I thought that's a shit trade. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason is not because it's Matt Murray; it's because of the way the whole thing was done. You're paying a. This is the Toronto Maple Leafs, who, in my opinion, are. I'm going to say the number two team in the East. Like I think it's Tampa and then Toronto. I think. I hope so. Whoever came, like you, we talked about, whoever came out of that series goes to the cup final. Yeah, that, we predicted that. What happened? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and like you talked about, you've only got two years left of Matthews and Nylander before their UFAs. So you have two years to impress them enough to say, there, there's something here and you got to stick around. <clears throat> and I think... Kyle Dubas going out and acquiring Matt Murray, not the fact that it's Matt Murray, but the fact that you're on a team that is incredibly cap-strapped, was only able to retain 25% on Matt Murray to pay him 4. Point, was it 4.6 or 4. Point yeah, after... after like 4.68. Yeah, after that, it's like, like 4.6. It kind of frustrates me that he wasn't able to work that a little bit harder. He wasn't able to find a third team kind of like the um the Felino trade where he was able to He's flip him to where Earth yeah, he could get the senators to flip him somewhere. They retained 50 and then he retained whatever the third team retains the other 25%. So Toronto's only paying him like 1. Point, or what yeah. would it be like we'll, two? we'll use Sam we'll use Samson up like 1.8. 1. 1.8 like yes. to me, that's fantastic. If you could get Matt Murray, and then pair him with Samsonov, two goalies at three point six, that's phenomenal. What worried me is that you are basically using all of your cap space on a, a risk like Matt Murray, um, and you're kind of, I guess, pinning all of your first round hopes that yeah. this guy can bounce back. And I know that the le there wasn't many options out there, like we talked about. Like the pretty much the only other options were Jack Campbell, which that was off the table. That was off the table, like second half of the season. And Darcy Kemper, who you weren't going to be able to afford. Um, like Flurry already said no. John Gibson said the agent. John said Gibson no. said no. Gibson couldn't fuck off. So you were kind of forced to make this Matt Murray trade, which is fine. I just I. I wish, for the Leafs' sake, that Kyle Dubas had kind of worked it a little bit harder. That's the title. That that was my whole. That's the title. Point. 
I, I, yeah. I feel like he loses a lot of these trades or a lot of these signings when he's kind of when his hand is forced, he panics and makes the move when he, I don't know, maybe if he had waited the sends out a little bit, maybe he could have got them to retain a little bit more. Do you remember in the doc- sorry? Do you remember in the documentary when they did the Felino trade? I think it was in the fourth yeah. episode. He's like running back and forth to Shanahan. It's like, hey, I'm going to train him like a third round pick. Is that okay? And he's like getting permission. And, <laughs> and also, that trade was terrible. No when you look, shit. When you, but when you look back on it, like if the Leafs made it past the Montreal Canadiens, which they should have, <laughs> it would be again, we can go into like many alternate universes. If the Leafs beat somebody in the first round, Again, Who it cares? can be anywhere. <laughs> Who, it doesn't matter. Literally anywhere. It can go any. It can go in any which direction. But also with that, um, who did Matt Murray play for in the OHL? He played for the Sioux Greyhounds. Ah, that's who it is. <laughs> so, and then he also played for Sheldon Keefe, I think, at one point. Yeah, Sheldon Keefe was involved in the Sioux yeah. organization. So let's just pick up the Sioux guys, and then we'll just. Why don't we just make the Sioux Greyhounds of the 2015 to now? See where that goes. Like oh, to me, I that. think this is this is Kyle Dubas's last year. Oh, I think if if Toronto it's doesn't so, make it out of the first round, like such a broken record. There's nothing else you can do because he's done everything you can do, basically. Well, like I, I not really. There's been talk like basically ever since. Tavares hasn't been I playing. You're gonna say about, Tavares. It's like, oh, whatever Tavares signed, it's just been like poof. No, down the mountain. No, 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 no. I'm saying he hasn't tried trading one of the big boys, one of the big four. Obviously, it's not going to be Matthews or Marner. That's true. Unless, yeah. unless you got like a smoking deal from Marner, like some team just completely overpays. That's Marner's not going to get traded. So it's really between Nylander and Tavares. Obviously. Nylander is the better option because he's younger, he's got a better contract, and he's that's pretty much it. He's younger and he's got a better contract. Nobody wants Tavares because he's 31. He still has like what three years left at eleven million dollars. Unless Arizona is like, hey, we'll take that contract for you. Just fucking give us like a There's couple plenty of first... teams that can take that contract. Yeah, but who's actually gonna want John John Tavares right now? Arizona, so they could get uh, freaking Keller some uh, some mentor. Keller's gonna leave before like this con- <laughs> that that contract's over. I don't I even like, understand he... how he's still there. To be honest, like I know he signed his big deal last year, was it or two years ago? But holy shit, man! Like he got he got obviously hurt, broke his leg or whatever it was, high ankle sprain. Yeah, all for the remainder of the season. But oh god, I I. I wouldn't even, like, if I just got a contract offer from the Arizona Coyotes and it'd be like, hey, you're going to come play in this freaking 3,000-seat arena, I'd be like, no. Why? <laughs> like, who the fuck wants money. to play Money. Cha-ching, cha-ching, big money. No, it's not. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Here's a big bag of money. Yeah, okay. so, okay. That's the only reason I would go. I would have nothing else. I'd close my eyes for the entire time I was there. I just walk around blindfolded using a stick and then just hitting stuff on my way out. Like, yeah, you're right, Nick. Like, that's the last... I think trading Nylander or Marner, like, I think those are the only two you can really move if you want to move one of the core four. Like, that's the last shot in his, that's, in his that's gun. 
that's literally the last ditch effort to shake this team up and try to change something. He hasn't done it yet. There's, there's been so much talk. Sorry, who would you trade Marner for? Give me an example of like a trade that would make kind of somewhat sense. I, 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 I think you have to find like a one for one ish type I trade. The Edmonton or, guy would say one to one. Or, no, I mean like no. you got to find a player. I think in a similar position where it's just like or a shake up to, for both teams. Or you need to like find maybe like two lesser players, kind of like um, I want to say, kind of like the Flames and Panthers deal, but that's kind of a that's kind of a we'll, weird we'll, deal. We'll talk about that one in a second here. Like they, I think it's either yeah, you find that one for one where it's like maybe not equal value, but like maybe a guy on a team that's getting underutilized, and then all of a sudden he's playing on the top line in Toronto, and then all of a sudden he like breaks out of his shell and plays kind of like Marner, where he's like putting up a hundred, maybe not a hundred points, but like eighty Pretty to close. ninety points, and then. Or you trade Marner to a team where they have like two or three guys, and maybe maybe one of them's a development project, and then two of them are like really like well established players, and then maybe like a couple picks. Like obviously you'd have to throw in a first, and then like a third or fourth, and then like maybe three NHL players that equal his AAV. Like maybe like one lesser guy that's like. 950k or a mil and then two guys that are like four each or four and three each or five and four each something like that yeah that's the only way i could see that working there's always been talk about i'm gonna change it up from the top four but kerfoot about kerfoot he makes it as a cap hit it's three and a half but he's only getting paid seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. yeah for this last season he's got one more season so that's perfect for a team like Anaheim or Anaheim. Um, oh Arizona, where <laughs> they just need to get to the floor. Yeah. But they don't so, really have to shell out much. No, not at all, actually. And I, I could see, like, you know, like a trade for, like, Kerfoot for, like, Lawson Krause or something like that. And and a pick. Right? If you're talking a development player where he gets a new change of, change of scenery, he's back in Ontario, where he's from. Uh... You know, he might be on the fourth line. He's a kind of a grinder. Yeah, like a, a trade like that, I could see that happening eventually. But I really like Herfoot. He's so expendable. Um, especially since our power play is kind or penalty kill has kind of been broken up last season. Like, there's no Mikheyev, no Kasha. There's only Camp and Angval now. You need somebody else to kind of fit in that role, especially when Spezza retired. And you got Wayne Simmons for another year. Um, well, I will say, though, the, the fact that you guys got Kelly Yarncroke, that's a pretty decent deal. I know he's that was 30. A really surpri- that was a surprise for me. I know he's 30, and he has four years left, but it's only 2.1. Like, that's a yeah. decent deal for Kelly Yarncroke. Who had then a- you realize that, like again, with, like, oh, he only scored one goal for Calgary last year. Like, Michael Grabner, I think, only scored, like, four. And he, like, had 40 a year before that, and we shelled out, like, all these p- players for him. It, it doesn't matter. Like, there's always bust, but it's always so magnified in Toronto because it's Toronto. And I guess, well, like, like Kelly Yarncrook isn't going to come in there and score fucking thirty goals and forty and forty assists. He has seventy points. He's fucking. Yeah. Surprise me if he gets even like twenty goals. Yeah, it's, it's David, I take another five. David Camp. I take a double of David Camp. Oh yeah, David Camp. I t- oh. I told you you'd like him. Right when you signed him, you were like, 
Oh, I don't know. I like that Nick, every about five or six episodes, you just, like, I bring up the name David Cam. He goes, you remember I freaking told you that? And then, <laughs> do you well, I, just remember you, I just remember you were so on the fence about it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I also said Stamkos was going to get traded. Like, what else? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you would. I said I could see him getting traded. No, I said that. <laughs> oh, you said that. Well, you're an idiot. Well, you got to remember... Uh, Yarnkirk also only played 17 games last year, so it's no surprise that he only he didn't even score a goal last year. No, he played. He was on the Kraken, and then he was traded. Oh yeah, yeah oh I'm looking at the wrong fucking stats. Never mind. But he didn't get any goals with Calgary. But he's going from a team where they're what? Who's their top goal scorer in Seattle? Like, uh, it was a uh, former Leaf player that they traded. Jared McCann. Jared McCann. Yeah, we yeah, traded him there. Yeah, and I'm Kerf- pretty sure so to keep Kerfoot. Oh yeah. Yeah, but there's no way you were going to afford Jared McCann. No way. After that, no contract. way. But like, he went from a team like Seattle where there's no goal scorers, so he's obviously got the whole ice open available to him. And then he goes to Calgary, where they where their top line is arguably one of the best lines in hockey. And then their second it was. line it was. It was yeah. <laughs> their second line, I think they kept on swapping him in and out of the second and third line, but he was more so on Calgary to be like a defensive type player. Okay, since we're talking about Calgary now, let's start. Nice segue. Beginning. No, no, sorry. Let's start at the beginning of the week. You don't want to do the, the the Campbell. Oh, I'm I'm really happy for him because I could still cheer for him because I like the Edmonton Oilers <laughs> on the side. I was really excited. Like, yeah, he's going to Edmonton, so I can still cheer for him. Well, let's just keep yes. going west. We'll go Calgary, then let's Edmonton, then we'll go Vancouver. Soup. <laughs> we lost both soups. We lost Mikheyev, who I like soup, and then we lost soup. So. Lost yeah, Calgary making, soup. I guess, the blockbuster of the year. Probably the biggest trade in a long time. Wait, can we, we just start? Can we start, can we start with Johnny Goudreau? Oh yeah, I and all that stuff that. first. Can we can we start with that and then 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 go to that? Yeah, it was a long Johnny week Goudreau, to be a Calgary Holy shit, that would suck. I'm just gonna say if Johnny Goudreau gets booed at the Saddledome. I would be so pissed off if I, I were Johnny Goudreau. I don't Goudreau. understand why you would do that. I would be so pissed off because like he just wanted to go back to his freaking home country and not have to pay stupid Canadian taxes. Like he said he loved playing for Calgary. It's just that he wanted to fucking play for a different team. Like, oh, be salty at one of the Kachuk or both the Kachuk brothers now. Not even one, be, both of them. So my thing is with that is that I couldn't understand there's stuff coming out. There was like, oh, he turned down eight by 12 or eight by 11. Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck like, said who, that? Who's writing this stuff? And, <laughs> Then we found out that he signed for eight by nine and a half, whatever it is, in, in Columbus. And you're like, so he Ooh, was going to get paid. What? Yeah, so he was going to get paid. There was there was talks, of, obviously. I sent you guys that also, and we all were discussing it. It was like eight by 12. I'm like, he's making more than Matthews? He fucking and, nuts. Yeah, like, he's making more than almost what? the entire league, except one player. Yeah. And majority of, like, the player that's, you're talking about is getting bonuses which adds up yeah, to that over it so I'm like he's not even that like did you see his last shift as a calgary flame the guy that's getting paid the guy that was getting paid more than him <laughs> scored the goal and eliminated them and it was funny i did i've ever seen that so that was my that's actually one of my favorite twitter things just johnny goudreau's last oh, shift as a calgary flame. <laughs> it's just him that's standing in the corner so funny. at the hash marks that's so funny 
So, yeah, Johnny Gaudreau to Columbus. He's also looking kind of scary again, um, slightly. And they did, like we talked about it earlier, Patrick Liney. Um, yeah, then he signed. Then another four year deal, which is good. Um, again, it's Columbus. I, again, goaltending's like, good. Blame, I can't blame Johnny Gaudreau for, no. like, like people I think are kind of taking it out on him, but like, I don't know. I think there's players in the league who are like Johnny Goudreau knows when he goes to Columbus, like they're not a contender and the odds of him getting a cup there are probably slim and none. pretty low. We'll see what happens in the next three, four years. But, but like, I think there's players in the league who like, they don't really give a shit. Like, like in your workplace, not everybody is like, oh, I'm so dedicated to like the, the growth <laughs> of this company. It's there. Like to paycheck. That is priority oh. number one. Yeah. And I think Johnny Goudreau thinks the same way. And I can't really blame him for that. <laughs> Columbus, it's probably pretty quiet out there. I've never been. I've never been like, there either. A nice little town. Little town. I mean, it's a city. But like. Well, it's a big city that likes football. A nice, quieter hockey city. You collect a big paycheck. You don't have to worry about. <clears throat> you shouldn't have to worry about finances and whatnot. You're closer to family. Like you life is a bit. Yeah. Life better. is a bit easier. It's a bit more laid back. It, and it's I can't not really blame as, him for that. Not as stressful. You don't have a bitter yeah. rival literally three hours away from you. Everybody yeah. Hates and like them. I don't know if you guys read the uh, Players Tribune article that he put out, but it's not yet. Pretty. It's pretty good. He talks about how. Um, uh, like a few years ago, his dad had a heart attack and um, he had a grandfather pass away. And for like both of those situations, he wasn't really able to just like get up and go to the to the East Coast and be with family. It had to be like in between games and in between like when he was able to. Um, but I think people like assume and like other talking heads in hockey have talked about this like i think people assume like a hockey player is rich and therefore they can just like get on a plane and go wherever they want whenever they need to and they can just fly people in and out as they as they please but like i don't think it's that simple and, like and the not even quote yeah. well think about how much time they spend like doing off ice training and then on ice practicing and then they got they, they basically have games every other day at some at some points in the season for like two weeks on end and then like they'll have like a stretch where they don't play for like a week but then in that week they're on the ice or doing off ice training like four of those five days and they get one day off yeah i know i'm switching sports here sorry i know i'm switching sports here a little bit like the whole juan soto stuff that's come out recently god um he turned down a massive contract by the nationals so baseball like, who the fuck wants to play for the Nationals? Then, but did you hear what they did? Yeah. The, they didn't charter his plane. Yeah, like, go to the all, you. Did they go to the All-Star game? Yeah, like, fuck you. They, he had to fly economy. Yeah, he, he the basically... The guy who won back-to-back home run derbies. Unbelievable. Because because they're really petty. They go, ah, oh, you don't want to sign for us? We're not going to charter a plane for you. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, that's going to make him want to fucking yeah. play well for you that much more. He's stupid. So he's just going to throw the jersey on and walk. Yeah, literally. In that case, like with Johnny Goudreau, by comparison, 
is yeah, he's busy. He's always busy because he lives on the West Coast. Traveling to the East Coast, unless you're playing in the, around those cities, it's not the easiest thing to do, right? So, Like the amount of travel that the Western teams do versus the Eastern teams, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a lot. Like yeah, in the like East, Vancouver, you can just Vancouver's hop ridiculous. on a bus. You can take a really short flight, whatever. Yeah. Like for a team like Colorado or a team like Dallas, where they're like so far removed from the other teams. And then you got New Jersey and the Rangers that are literally within like, and the Islanders. And the you Islanders. You just walk over. Literally, you could. Crossing, just crossing bridges just, all yeah, around. Yeah, just cross, cross a fucking bridge and then you're literally at the arena. I think with uh, with Johnny Gaudreau, I think that was a great deal for him. I think that's the perfect thing that he wanted, and I think that uh, he's going to be better there. He might even be better than this year. Possibly. I mean, he, he did have 115 points on one of the best, on probably the best line in hockey, and he was a plus 64. Jesus Christ, I did not know he was that high. That he was so that's that's so funny. He was a plus. Oh fuck! I gotta do math. He was a plus twenty one for his career, and then this last season he was plus sixty four. Now he's a plus eighty five in his career. <laughs> this one year bumped his plus minus up by sixty four from twenty one to eighty five. Holy shit! How did I wonder not... if the like the contract year thing actually like has an effect because. Oh, like does. him and, and Kadri as well, like and both Kadri's have career years. That's no. the that's the next. Him and Klingberg are the next two that we're kind of waiting for to sign. I think Kadri's the 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 piece kind of holding everything up. I think once he oh, yeah. signs, then all the other dominoes will follow. Definitely. Apparently, at the draft, I and mean, we'll talk about Vancouver later. But apparently, the Canucks are trying to move Tyler Myers so they could sign John Klingberg. Apparently. I don't know how they didn't get it done. It's pretty easy to just say, hey, Ottawa, you took uh, Travis Hamannick from us. Why don't you take Tyler Myers from us? We'll retain half his salary, and we'll give you a third or a fourth with it. Here you go. You need right-handed defensemen? There you go. Yeah, I guess in addition to the Goudreau trade, um, Calgary kind of left reeling. Trade? You mean <laughs> um, signing? Signing, yeah. They made a trade. They made a trade. Um, and I think, like, myself included, we all thought, like, this is it. Like, Calgary now just has to kind of, I guess, go into retool mode. Um, get what you can for Kachuk and then move on. But they were able to get kind of a nice little King's Ransom for him. Um, getting Mackenzie Weger and uh, Jonathan Huberdeau and a first and a prospect. Um, it kind of all, I guess, rests on if Huberdo and Uyghur will sign. But even if they don't, I think they could still flip those two for, like, if Huberdo and Uyghur decide both decide they don't want to sign, or if it if it just doesn't work out, I think I could see them both them flipping both of them for another first round pick and a decent prospect. Um, so yeah, Radford Living could turn out to be like a. Genius. A little mastermind here. If uh, if things like if things don't work out, and they are able to turn Kachuk into say like 
three first-round picks and, like, three decent prospects and maybe a couple roster players? Like, that's fantastic. Um, I did have this one thing I saved from a couple of days ago about the Panthers. Um, for Matthew Kachuk, 20 games at Claude Giroux and Ben Schrott, the Florida Panthers traded Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, a former top 10 pick in Owen Tippett, a first-round pick in 2023, a first-round pick in 24, a first-round pick in 25, a third-round pick in 24, and two prospects. I remember seeing that, too. I was like, wow, that's absolutely shitty. So I don't know if Florida's actually going to be good or if they're just going to be mediocre like they are now. Because, yeah, you guys made it past the first round. Congratulations. You guys did it since 96. Well, good job. <laughs> you traded away all your stuff to, to buy in. You bought in. It didn't work out. So, you lost three first-round picks over the next three years. And they still, they're over the cap by $3.3 million. Yeah. They're, so they're not done. And they also, um, shoot, one of their players is hurt, too. Uh, he suffered an ACL injury. Um, shoot, what's his name? He used to play for Ottawa. Um, yeah, I'll remember his name. Um, so, with Florida's, like, yeah, you get Matthew Kachuk. Good job. At what cost, really? Other than you, you traded away the guy who's got who could have went up for the heart, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna play this year out. I, they lost Sherrod. They lost Drew. They lost Huberto now. And Weger and some guy I can't remember his name. Cole Swint or whatever his name was. Wind. Wind? Schwind? Uh, Schwind? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I personally I really don't care about Florida, but I think I think I think They're Calgary there. came out the freaking best out of that one. Well unless they unless they don't sign, like you guys were talking about. I think short term, yes, Calgary won the trade for sure. They get of arguably a, a better player in the deal and Jonathan Huberto who had more points and was up for the heart and if he had a better last, like, what, 10 games, he could have won the Art Ross if he, if he put up more points than McDavid. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then they obviously they also got Uyghur and then the, the prospect and then a first. But, like, that, isn't that first in, like, 2025? And it's, like, conditional. So it's, like, okay, whatever. We'll, we'll cross that bridge whenever we get to it. But, yeah. I could definitely see Calgary still kind of being up there like obviously they lost Goudreau but then they pretty much replaced him with Huberto but then they lost Kachuk like who are they gonna replace him with they don't really like obviously they replaced one of them but they couldn't they can't replace both of them they got better defensively though they they got a top pairing defenseman on most teams in Uyghur he's a stud player but I've seen so many people been like, "Ooh, this means like now that they lost Kachuk and Gaudreau, that now Calgary's going to be garbage this year." But I'm like, I still see them as like a top team in the Pacific. There's so many question marks with teams like Vegas and Vancouver and Kings. 
I think the top four is easily Calgary and Edmonton. That's not even a question. And then I think, it's, the, King, I think the Kings are up there. I don't think the Kings are not what? not like set in stone. Like, oh yeah, they're definitely up there. I think they could be. Have to figure if, out their goaltending. That's the number one thing with most of these teams that are like, eh, is goaltending. The same thing with the, with like the Blue Jackets even. Like they're not a top team, but like if their goaltending is fucking amazing this year, they could be a top team in their division. Same thing with the Kings. If their goaltending is really good and like the signings that they did, like Fiala, if he's a stud, they could easily be top, top tier. But, I think the goaltending is the biggest question mark with all those teams that are like fringe contenders or pretenders. It's goaltending. Same thing with the Leafs. Same thing. It's honestly could be the same thing with the Oilers too. Like if Jack Campbell just is is a is injury prone like he was last year, who the hell are they going to rely on? Who's their backup even? Is Mike Smith Stewart's retired? Skinner. Is it Skinner? It will be. Unless Mike Smith comes back for his last year of his contract. No, Smith isn't expected to play yeah. at all. I just I just don't understand why people are like the pessimistic Calgary fans are like, oh, we replaced one of them, but we didn't replace the other. Like, what the fuck are we going to do now? It's like, well, you really didn't lose. You Like, yeah, you lost two... 100 plus point goals or point getters but then you replace them with one who's arguably better than both of them and you got a top top pairing defenseman you're just gonna have to get like Mangiapani to step up or you're gonna have to get Dubé to step up or you're gonna have to get one of those guys on the second and third lines to go on that top line probably with Lindholm and then Huberto and just not, not put up 100 points but at least put up like 70 that would be fine. I could see Mangiapane being like a Sorelli. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he put up... Like a top-line like... Sorelli? Oh, yeah. Definitely. He had a really breakout season this year. Gotta yeah, forget that he was like on the top of the world at the beginning of the year. And then he kind of slowed down like a bunch of other players. And also the player I was talking about was Anthony, Anthony Duclair has his hurt as well. Mm. So... There's one of your goal scorers that you've, and yeah, he suffered an ACL injury in training, so I don't. They have no timetable for when he's back. Yeah, so with Florida, it's it's really scary because you uh, don't really have a lot of things to trade because you went for it, but that's the cost of you know trying to make it through the playoffs, try to win. We can move on to Edmonton because uh, I think Dylan's really. To be honest, I was really excited for Dylan because like they shed all this cap, and it was just like, yeah, we got a lot of space now. We can do whatever we want, and now it's slowly kind of coming together. I think Ken Holland was actually doing a very good job. Yeah, I've been like honestly, I've been like really impressed with what he's done the last month or so. Like he was able to, like to me. I think I said this in the group chat. There was like a handful of goals that had to be completed. Like you had to shed some salary because a number of contracts needed to be signed. And he did that. He moved Cassian um, to Arizona, <clears throat> which freed up about three and a half. Duncan Keith retired, which 
was a surprise to be honest um so that freed up that cleared almost uh close to 10 million in like unexpected money i guess you could say in addition to the 10 well okay so long story short they have they had about 20 million to play with because of those two players moving and then Clef Baum and Mike Smith being moved to LTIR. Um, the other big goal was looking for goaltending. And they went out and they got Jack Campbell. Is Jack Campbell an elite, like, you know, top five goaltender in the NHL? No. Um, but for how many years have we been talking about that the, the Oilers need a stable goaltender? They went after Markstrom a couple of years ago, and they weren't willing to pay the price. They were going after Mike, or, uh, Kemper last year, and Colorado was willing to pay a better offer. You couldn't go into this offseason and not, I guess, big game hunt. Like, it doesn't matter if it's Jack Campbell. You have to go after the big guy, and that's what they did, and they got it. So, um, to me, that's another check mark. We'll see how Campbell is. Like, I... I agree. Like he struggled at times last year. Like at times he looked world class, and at times it was <laughs> it was a struggle. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think the Oilers. I think the culture around the Oilers is kind of changing, and so I'm hopeful that he can kind of come in and and hopefully be surrounded by a group that can kind of support him, and hopefully he's kind of learned from whatever um, mental lapses he had. um the other thing was evander kane like evander kane came in partway through the season last year and he fit like a glove on mcdavid's wing like we saw it in the playoffs like he was what do you have like 13 goals in 15 games like he freaking could have broke the record for goals in a playoff like a whole playoff he was was fantastic he was too late the talk going into the offseason was that he was looking for something like a seven by seven or like six by eight, like eight years, six mil. And they got him at four years at 5.1 or something like that, 5.2, which is like compared to some other deals that were signed that day. Like, I think that's fantastic value um, for a guy who yeah. could score 40 goals this year. He's making the same amount of money as Nugent Hopkins. He's making 5.125. So, yeah, like that that's kind of rounds out. That's pretty good. That's there's <clears throat> there's a goal scoring winger uh, for Connor McDavid that really you haven't had his entire career. Um, somebody who's not Leon Draisaitl. Yeah. Um, they got Brett Kulak resigned at a great contract, oh, especially God. when you compare it to like the Ben Chirot deal or the Eric oh, Branson deal. Oh, the Garrett Branson oh, deal. deal was oh my God. They Holy got a guy who shit. can play second or third pairing minutes easily. At two point seven five for four years, like that's. And he's twenty eight, so he's only yeah. thirty two by the time he's done. Um. So yeah, like honestly, I've been impressed with with Ken Holland. There's still a couple things to be done. Like they got uh, Puliyarvi signed today on a one year, three million dollar deal to avoid arbitration. I think the expectation is that either him or somebody like Warren Fogle is moved uh, to try and clear up some cap room to re-sign Ryan McLeod and. And Yamamoto. Yeah, and you guys right now are two point nine million over the cap. I don't. I'm not sure if that includes. Oh, does it not include that they would have. Smith? Yeah. Then it'd be six point three. So then you guys would be like four million in cap left. 
if yeah. they if that isn't including the the LTIR stuff. I think it came out earlier today. What I was reading is they have about three point five or three point seven left to play with, and you can expect that Yamamoto would probably get like three and a half. Probably then they would kind of have to move Fogel because he's making two point seven five. Yeah, and McLeod, you're probably going to give him like a million or one point five. Yeah, and you're still sorry, you're still buying out James Neal and Andre Sequeira. Yeah, yeah. And so James, the real deals buy out go the real deal. And Luch and Luch is seven hundred fifty k. Yeah, it, the best is this year. Yes, you get Sakara. You get Sakara off the day. It's or off this year. It's one and a half. Mm-hmm. Then you get Luch uh, as well. Two, so you're at so like, it's two point two five. Yeah. So, like, I think, honestly, I think all things considered, I think they did well. There's still question marks. Like, I think that defense is still a little suspect. Oh, boy. You got to hope that that Campbell steps up and Stu Skinner can hopefully, like, I would love for him to come in and and kind of, if he can play 35 games or something and and kind of challenge Campbell and so they could kind of be like a, a 1A, 1B type of thing. That would be awesome, but... Yeah, we'll see. Like I, I'm I'm excited for the coming season for the Oilers. I think a full year of uh, Evander Kane, a full year of Jay Woodcroft. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think, I think if you guys had Jack Campbell last year, you guys would have maybe been to the finals, possibly, or it'd been a little bit better of a series. I don't he think there's any any beating Colorado, but I think yeah, I could. You I could see you guys like win a game or two. Yeah, steal yeah. a couple games. And Jack Campbell's Jack Campbell stole one or two against the Lightning. Okay. Again, they sh- they should have freaking beat Montreal last year. He stole a couple of those, and then the last game in Game Seven, he let probably the weakest goal of the series in. But he's got to keep his confidence high because he's 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 a goalie based on confidence, and I feel like oh hundred percent. I mean, he plays. He's going to play with Connor McDavid in front of him, so. And he also had Austin Matthews. So he's had two really good players in front of him. No, he's, well, he's had like a duo of two really good players now. He had Matthews and Marner, and now he's got freaking McDavid and Dry. Yeah, McDavid like and He's, he's in the perfect Jesus. spot. So, But he's yeah. also going to be playing behind a worse defense now. You can't... Don't, Ben. I see you freaking about to argue. You're... If you're gonna tell me that the Oilers defense is at or better than the Leafs defense, you I don't are think it's at insane. or better. I just I just think it's I don't think the, the gap between the two is as great as some people might Well I'm not saying that the gap is huge, but I'm saying he's he's playing behind a worse defense. Oh he's playing against the other Leafs that went to the Oilers. He's got CC again, he's got what else has he got? Barry. Barry, he's got Hyman. Hyman. <laughs> It to me it says like like watching I don't know if you guys watched any of the interviews from the um the Zach Hyman golf thing yesterday. I did, yeah. But like the vibes on that team are like they're at like That's, an all time high right now. Yeah, they're they're looking pretty comfortable right now. Uh, and like I think a part of that is like like Zach Hyman came to Edmonton. He's the reason I think in part that Jack Campbell came. Hundred ten percent. Because he credited him for it. He said Definitely. Like Hearing the way that Hyman spoke about the team and the organization and the players, 
it made his decision easier. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, are we going to move on to Ottawa quickly? I am yeah, we can absolutely. I'm so freaking scared of the Senators. Yeah, I think they'll be better, but I I don't I'm get the scared. impression that I'm they're so going to be like. I think the Senators are going to be easily up there with like the biggest risers comparing like last year to this year. Maybe up there with like the Red Wings and then maybe the Blue Jackets. But, like, I will holy say, shit. And they still like, have $10 really million dollars in cap space left. Like, what the fuck are they going to do with that? I'm really excited to see how the middle of that Atlantic Conference shakes out because like, we know that Tampa and Toronto are probably going to be 1-2, whichever order you want to put them in. Florida, probably three, maybe. We'll see what happens. But then, like, I'm excited for the Red Wings. I'm excited for the Sabres. I think they'll be much improved. Um, I'm excited for, obviously, the Senators. I think they'll be much improved. And I think one, only a couple of those teams are going to be able to, to sneak in. So, mm-hmm. I'm just nervous that they have, like, a touch of, like, experience. I think their young, defense is still... Guys. Yeah, their defense is questionable. I don't like their defense. And their, and their goaltending is... Their goaltending. Cam <laughs> Talbot and Anton Forsberg. Yeah, like I don't know if it's really I much could... improved or what they had before. No. Again, you gotta get past the forwards to get to the defense. Yeah. But... And they, they, they're, but they're young, they're young guys that they have, like, forward-wise. Like, Stutzler played last year. He was decent he's kind of a flopper but that's just me yeah you got josh norris who they signed to a massive extension Um, you got uh batherson who was an all-star before Uh, fucking what's his face took him you pick up you pick up to brink it oh my god for us for like three do you think do you think that they get a deal done before the season ends with the Brinkett? Because he's our NRFA next year. Mm. He's making six point four. He's probably gonna, he's definitely going to get an upgrade in pay. Is he going to make more than Kachuk? Kachuk's making eight point eight point two. I think no. he make, You don't think he'll, he'll make, make more like than Kachuk? He'll, he'll make eight. No, he'll, he'll make get, more than Kachuk. I think he gets I think like he'll, nine point two five. I think he'll. I think he'll get like a like a seven by nine or an eight by nine. Yeah. They still need, they, again, I don't think it's going to be this year, though. They still need to sign Matthew Joseph, too. And then Alex also, also a good trade. Also a good trade. Honestly, that was a good trade for both sides, to be honest. Yeah. Like, the, the Lightning got, like, a really good bottom six winger that helped them out big time in the playoffs, especially. And then, like, the centers got a good young center slash winger to go with their core right now pretty much he's in he's around the same age as the young guys hmm. it's still surprising to me that break chuck is 22 years old but it feels like he's been in the league for like four years because we see him everywhere he like follows his brother around and it's like hey let's go drink let's, he's just such a frat boy if he's 22 like, he probably has been in the league for four years like to, like yeah. like to me if you like looking at josh norris and then Brady Chuck's age, like Josh Norris is a year older. It feels like Brady Chuck is older than Josh Norris by like yeah. a lot. Yeah. Just because Brady Chuck fights, and they're like he's always in the. He's always in the, in the dirty areas too. Yeah. And he's the, so Brady Kachuk has 
Brady Kachuk's played four full seasons. Josh Norris has oh. only played two two full seasons. He's only played two? Holy shit. Yeah. And he gets an eight-year deal. <laughs> Literally. Um, I, I think, and then also the inclusion of Claude Giroux. Oh, that's going to be, I think it's going to be huge for them. For me, though, I, I think I told you, I don't know if I told you guys this. I'm like, that's a lot of money for Claude Giroux. Yo, Claude Giroux's still good. He's still good, and they, it's not like they need the money. Like it's no, not it's like, it's not. They, it's they, not that the money that he's getting paid. It's the fact that like he was on Philly, the last obviously his whole career. Then he went to Phil. Then he went to Florida. Twenty they games. Still have, they but still just, have ten million dollars in cap. They don't give a shit about money. If they still have that much money to sign like lesser guys. No, it's the it's the point. So I'm, I'm talking more along the lines of like the the production. Like I think Claude Giroux, he like I. What's his name? Um, Joe Pavelski. Like he's like what, like thirty-seven, and he's still putting up like forty something goals. He's, he's still so good. Nuts. Like I can see Claude Giroux in a situation like that where he's like he's in his mid-thirties. I can still see him putting up sixty-five, seventy points if he has a good year. Well, plus apparently, he's not Florida, be... sorry, I was gonna, just going to say apparently Florida only offered him like a one-year, one million. Oh, that's trash. That's perfect. I don't know how true that is, but. I had heard that somewhere, but how insane that, that? So, sorry, so last year he had he played fifty seven games for the Flyers. He had forty two points. Yeah, then he played and, eighteen for Florida. Got twenty three. Well, obviously you play with a better team, you get better. Well, I'm just saying you're on the flat, like, you're on the power play with Huberdeau, Barkov, Rieger, um, well, or, and, or, or or Ekblad or Ekblad. Well, and like obviously with with Ottawa, like he's he's not going to be relied on like he was with Philly to score fucking thirty goals. That's not that's not who he is. At least and not he, anymore. When he left, he left Philly, and like I was just looking, and he had forty two points in fifty seven games. The leading scorer was Travis Konecny with fifty two points in seventy nine games. So like he still would have led the team in points if he yeah. had stayed the entire year. Literally, that team is. I was just. That's just a disaster of a team. Yeah. Oh my god, their team is such a mess. Along, like, if I'm gonna go back, like, talk about the Johnny Goudreau. He's like, I would have loved to go to Philly, but they never offered anything to him. Yeah, they didn't offer him anything. What the fuck are they doing? I don't know. Like, he, he's like, hey, I want to go there. And they're like, no. And they're like, no. No. no you guys, so you light fire, you light your money on fire for all these shitty ass players, but you don't get the guy that you want. <laughs> he the wants guy, to go there. The guy that actually fucking. One of few people that wants to go to Philly, like Jesus, unbelievable. unbelievable. But I'm just like looking at like the <laughs> lines. Like obviously, cap friendly's depth charts aren't aren't what what the lines are actually gonna be. Because like, do you really see? Because like, cap friendly has the top line being Kachuk left wing, Norris center, and then and then Giroux right wing. There's no fucking chance Giroux's playing wing on this team. It's he's gonna be like the second line center with like. Debrinkat and then Batherson on his wings. Can you imagine that line? That line would be so goddamn good. Giroux's the, Giroux the playmaker of that fucking group, and it's him, Debrinkat, and Batherson. Or maybe you put maybe you put Stutzla on one of those wings, or maybe Stutzla is on the freaking third line. Like Jesus, this this could be a really good team. At least on the top end, their bottom six aren't looking too great. No. Oh. When they're yeah, their defense. Oh, yikers! They got Tommy like Shabbat, obviously. Oh, dude, he's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt. So you got 
Thomas Shabbat, you got Artem Zub, you got Zaitsev signed forever. Travis Hamannick. We want to talk about a really good deal that Kyle Dubas made was to get rid of Zaitsev's deal. That's probably it. That one in the enough. And I, I, like you guys were saying, or like Dylan was saying, the defense and the goaltending is suspect. Oh. Again, we talk about this with every single team. Defense is hard because it's hard to find right-handed defensemen that are actual quality. And then you get to go to the goaltending, and you're like, how am I supposed to afford any of these goalies? I'm and so happy. Ta- like, and then you're like, oh, how am I supposed to run a tandem? Because I'm like, it, unless I have a Shesterkin or a Vasilevsky, who is literally the best goalie in the world, and even in the last 20 years, how are you supposed to compete for a okay. Stanley Cup if you can't whoa, make Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I talked to Dylan about this whoa. last time. Vasilevsky is probably the best goalie that's ever played in the last 20, 30 years. You're going to disrespect Carey Price's Hart Trophy year? Get the fuck out of here, buddy. I wouldn't say 30 years, but I would say 20 years. <laughs> Maybe. 30 oh. years ago, Patrick Waugh and Marty Broder and Dominic Ashik were still playing. Fucking Carey Price in 2014 or 15 won the Hart Trophy. Take a look at Vasilevsky's stats and you tell me. I don't want to look at his stats. I already know he's a fucking phenomenal goaltender. I'm sick and no, tired of talking. He's already him. a Hall of Famer, and he's only 28. Yeah, because he's won three, three, two, one, two, two Cubs. He should have. Would have won three. Could have won three. It would have been. would have been back to back to back. Has been done since the Islanders. Oh, we get it. Cool. It's all on Very him, fun. though. And they also have a great team. This team was lesser than the last two. Oh, no shit. There's a reason why so, they didn't win the Cup this year. And then we always talk about how goalies get inflated with Stanley Cups because of the players in front of them, blah, blah, blah. But it all comes down to goaltending. If you do not have a good goal in the playoffs, you're not making it far. That's pretty obvious based yeah. off of who's won the Cup versus who hasn't won the Cup. Who even yeah. won multiple rounds or not. Like, yes. We can even take a look at the Oilers last year. They had... They have arguably, well, not arguably, they have two top five players in the world. I think that's safe to say. And they made it past two rounds against one pretty dog shit team. And then two, the, in the second round, they played a pretty damn good team. And then they play, they come up against a team that just lit them up because their goaltending was subpar. Double goaltending. Yeah. They st- Mike Smith still had a nine thirteen in the playoffs last year. Like he wasn't. It's yeah, but if you had it somebody different, you might have actually. Again, like we can, we, we can talk about the speculation of what could have happened if you had a goalie that isn't forty one years old. And that didn't he did. He did well, let he had a goal what in. they had. Like exactly. there's He did let a goal in from one hundred and thirty feet. Yeah, from, from fucking Chris yeah, Everybody Cannon. likes to talk about that one, but they don't talk about like the saves, and they don't talk about the. You know. They never talk about the saves. They always they never bring up the bullshit. <laughs> like it's always like, do you like? Okay, you two can probably vouch. You don't for this talk one. about the two shutouts or the you know. No, you, didn't, no you don't. <laughs> you don't. Whenever you, okay, let's 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 bring real real world scenarios in here. If you have like a really good day at work, you need to come home and be like, oh, I had a great fucking day at work. You know, this happened, this happened, this happened. No, you're not. When you're at work and something okay. shitty happens, you're going to come home and you're going to be like, this fucking piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. You never bring up the good. You always bring up the bad. Even, like, if somebody tells you, like, hey, how was your day today? And you go, oh, it was okay. Yeah, you literally could have, like, just won the lottery and you could have been like, ah, it was okay. <sighs> yeah. I made, like, $2 okay. million. Dollars to... 
Yeah, I made like four million dollars, and I'm it's gonna go away in taxes in like two minutes. But <laughs> I also just want to talk about one more team until we go to the dumbass uh, segment. Who do the Chicago Blackhawks have for players? Patrick Kane and Jonathan Davis. Seth Jones. Seth Jones. <laughs> and Peter Mrazek. <laughs> and Caleb Jones. Oh no, they don't have Caleb Jones anymore. <laughs> what? He's a U of A. Oh, he just hasn't signed yet. I thought he. I thought he resigned. They like have Max year. Domi. <laughs> when yeah. did they get him? Yeah, they, they got, got him when they signed. Uh, they signed him and. Uh... Oh, who? Oh, I know. Oh who crap! The... Hang on, I'm pulling up the cap for him. I'm already on. And Andreas Athenius. That's, that's who it is. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's they funny literally have five defensemen on their roster right now. Literally, they. Have, it says they only have four signed. Oh. And Caleb Jones just isn't signed, so they only have four under contract. And two of them should not be in the NHL. Who the hell is Alex Vlasic? (laughs) The guy that they just drafted this year, probably? Probably, yeah. Alex Vlasic? Like, how many people have the last name Vlasic? And, like, obviously there's Mark Edward Vlasic, but he... Vlasic Beckel. Yeah, it kind of sounds like one of those, like, NHL, like, creative names where it's, like... You know, John Morazic or something, where it just uses like a random ass, super specific NHL player's name and sticks. They're goalies. Morazic yeah. and Alex <laughs> The Arizona Coyotes have better goalies than that. Literally, they do. And they're paying a five million dollar recapture penalty this I, year that, for I the Duncan Keith. For what? Because he retired. Because Duncan oh, Keith retired. And the and Oilers know, were supposed to get a bonus for that. Yeah. Apparently. Should, they were supposed to get a, like a three and a half million dollar cap credit, which the NHL was like, nah, nah. I should know this. Luongo screwed you guys for freaking years. Yeah, that fucker. He actually screwed two teams. Yeah, he screwed two. Well, you should know that the recapture penalty is not nice. Recapture penalty is fucking horse shit. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, gosh. This team is just a mess. Absolute mess. I would be shocked. Like, Their top absolutely. freaking six players are Sam Lafferty, Colin Blackwell, Max Domi, Andreas Athanasiu, Tyler Johnson, Taves, and Kane. Not good. I would Saint be Kurishev this year too. I was going to say, like, I would be very surprised if by the end of the trade deadline that both Kane and Taves aren't traded. Like, well, I could. He- I could, maybe, I could maybe see them like waiting until the trade deadline where teams are getting like really desperate and not trade them like right at the beginning of the season or like uh, like in December or January. But like if they if those two players aren't traded by the trade deadline, what the hell are they doing? Those are like like Patrick Kane is still like a really good NHL player. Like he's possibly maybe falling off a little bit, but that's because he's on a dog shit team. They've already traded away Debrinket. They've already traded Kirby Doc. Who gives a shit that they freaking signed Max Domi and Andres Athanasiu? Great. You signed two 27-year-olds to the exact same contract. One year, $3 million. Who gives a shit? And you have Tyler Johnson's $5 million for the next two years. Trade away your two aging stars. You're going to put that in quotations. Get some decent picks or players back for them, and then actually rebuild your fucking team. I, th- I thought a rebuild usually starts by keeping your young players. 
not trading them away. Apparently not. Yeah, you, you trade, trade away, away four, your older you guys. You trade away four players that were under 24. Well, they must have thought with... Um, uh, with what's his name that... <clears throat> with um, Debrinket that they were like... That he had peaked or something. Uh, like that off. must be their thought. Oh my no, god! No, because why else would you? Well, then why else would you trade a twenty-four-year-old forty-goal scorer? Because I didn't want to pay him. I don't fucking. <laughs> they were willing to pay the other guys ten yeah, and a half. That's the only other reason for me. I mean, yes, they got another first-round pick in twenty twenty-three, and then a second-round pick for that Brandon Hagel bullshit. Yeah, but it's Tampa, so it's going to basically be a second round. Yeah, pick. exactly. Yeah, You're getting and, nothing. It, and it's it's top ten protected too. The first. Yeah. I I am not surprised. <laughs> and the, the one Chicago, in I will not be surprised that the Chicago Blackhawks are getting Connor Bedard next year. They better if they if they if you trade away Debrinket, Doc, and then possibly trade like Kane, Kane and Taves or one of Kane and Taves. You Taves better fucking. Be, you better get. You fucking better get Connor Bedard. You better get Connor Bedard. No, they trade. I think they trade Patrick Kane. I don't think they do it. Um, maybe in the off season. I think they are gonna try and like. I think they're gonna try and get max value come the trade deadline. But him at like five point two five million retained at fifty percent. Like, oh my god, that'd be amazing. I take Patrick Kane at that. Like, yeah, I think the Leafs should go after that too. <laughs> You're trade, like, like, yeah, three who cares? We're over the cap. We don't care. We'll take Patrick Kane. We'll have him with Matthews and Mark. Kane, Matthews, Marner. That would be an unreal line. You got two playmakers and then a, the best, arguably the best goal scorer, or, or sorry, the best goal scorer in today's NHL. Like, Jesus Christ, that would be fucking insane. That power play too would be fucking crazy. Kane, Marner. It would be like 100% by the end of it. It would be like, it would be Kane, Marner, Matthews, and then probably what? Morgan Riley. Under, and Riley. Riley. Whoever else. John Tavares in front of the net. There's like there's like sixty million dollars on the ice. <laughs> That's half your payroll right there. That's literally half the payroll. You better hope to God they scored hundred percent. You got a fucking sixty million dollars on the ice. Holy shit, they better fucking because because Morgan Riley's contract extension kicks in this year. Like seven point seven five or whatever it is. Nope. And Tavares at 11, Matthews at 11, 5, and then you got Marner at 10.8 or whatever it is, and then you got... <laughs> oh my god. I hear the dollars just like... Oh, there's cha -ching, cha -ching, the, cha -ching, the money. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that's too fucking good. Alright, let's move on to the dead puck. Are we gonna do Canucks? Oh, yeah, do you want to do a quick Canucks one? I mean, I'm saying quick, we, Nick. I'm not saying like let's drag this. Well, all we didn't really did was the we, we didn't really do much. Like we just got Mikhaev, pretty much. That uh, that shocked me. I'm like, okay, you want to fuck? It's like their whole thing was they want cap space and they want young guys. You just signed a 27, almost 28 year old to a four year, 4.75 million dollar contract, and all this offseason. Cap space, cap space. We want to get younger. We want defensemen. You just signed a fucking twenty-eight-year-old winger to a four-point-seven-five AAV for four years. That's basically all of our cap. Now we need to kind of 
trade some people. We need to trade like Jason Dickinson or Tanner Pearson or even maybe someone will take Tyler Myers' contract for two more years. That's at probably half his salary, so three three million dollars. But like yeah, that McCabe thing, I was like I saw that, I'm like, What? Like they preaching all this offseason about getting about getting younger and we need defense and we need young players. They did not get any of that with Ilya Mikheyev. I'm sorry. Like, yes, I, and I remember, I think, Ben, I texted you. I'm like, is this good? I don't know. <laughs> like, I have no idea. I don't, I like, I, like, obviously, Mikheyev was a bottom six. Was he a bottom six guy last year? Or was he he's in the second? Player. He's a third liner. Like, yeah, I know he's a big, speedy guy and he plays on the penalty kill. But really 4.75? Like, really? Apparently, goals last year. apparently he got like a five point two million dollar offer from the Oilers, and then he took the he took the uh, Canucks oh deal. Oh my god! Apparently that's just, yeah, that's, keep, yeah, keep the, keep the money. <laughs> that's that's what that's what was speculated. I don't know if that's the Edmonton Leafs didn't want to get any more leafier, did they? Oh, it's like the fucking Calgary Canucks when they it's signed okay. the Mark Stroman. Canucks also take a lot of elite players too. Like they took Travis Boyd, they took Jimmy VC for half a second. They took, um, they don't want to take like, KF now. The only like other like signing that's Sundin. like, yeah, Matt Sundin for like a, for like two years or a year. Scored on us in a shootout. Scored us in a shootout to win the game. <laughs> Fucking we right. can confidently say that Matt Sundin will sign with one of the thirty teams <laughs> in the National <laughs> Hockey League. <laughs> Like the only other oh. signing that, like, I'm kind of, I say kind of, it's very, like, low expectations, but Curtis Lazar for three years at $1 million could be our fourth line right-handed center. Perfect. He's basically replacing Brandon Sutter, who's, who hasn't played hockey in, like, a year and a half. I'm so perfectly fine with that. Person. Yeah, pretty much. But, like, this whole offseason was like, oh, when, when, not if, when is JT Miller going to get traded? Still hasn't even happened yet. And apparently they're both sides are fine with staying. Like this whole offseason was like, no, we need to trade JT Miller because we're not gonna be able to sign him to an extension. Now it's oh, we're optimistic to sign JT Miller to an extension. Now it's like, what? What happened to the three what what was this 180 degree flip of like, oh no, we're trading him to oh no, we might be able to sign an extension. Okay, see you later, Pedersen. See you later, Horvat, see you later, Garland. Have fun. See you fucking never. I'm just I'm so I'm so confused with what they're trying to do. Chris Lazar is the next coming of Michael Furland. I hope not. Well, He's still on our fucking LTIR. In half. Still. As soon as I saw the McKayev signing, I was immediately like, like I worry for the Canucks because I'm like, this reminds me of like Michael Furland, Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson. Sutter. It really does. Sutter, hey, where it's like, hey, third line guy, yeah, let's give him. Oh. Too many years and too much money. <laughs> it even reminds me of Jason Dickinson last offseason. I remember you a... talking about Jason Dickinson and be like, oh, he could be good. And it was just like, oh, we need to find him out like now. He fucking, he could have been. No, we need to trade him. He's making, he's making 2.65 and he's he barely played. Okay, I, I told you, I told you as well, Nick. I was like, McKay is really good. Certain things. Yeah, certain things. Very few things. He's fast. He's really fast. He's super fast. He's Jake Vertanen. Oh, he's like faster than Jake Vertanen <laughs> ever was. He better drive the net 
two times, at least more than two times a game. If if he's and he only does one move, literally. Told Dylan this too. I was like, he does one move. He drags the goalie across and then he shoots. That's it. Doesn't do anything else. He'll cut. He's right-handed shot. So he cuts to the freaking right. Tries to roof it. Just get used to that. That's gonna be twenty goals. If you watch all of his goals from this past year with the Leafs. I swear to God that probably 15 of them are the same freaking thing. He's getting paid like a second-line winger. He's not going to be the second-line winger. He's going to be third-line. Like, our wingers right now, if we kept JT, it would probably be the same lotto line as last year. So it would be PD, Bo, and JT. And then second line is Horvat, Garland, and then now probably uh, Andre Kuzmenko. Who, oh, I'm so excited for that kid. That kid looks so good. I'm more excited for him than Mikheyev. Like, fuck, he's only making 950k. That's fantastic. He's he's the same age as Mikheyev too. Like, he's like 26 years old, I think. And he, I think he was second second in the KHL points last year, which is pretty damn good. And I know, like, he was in with the Oilers and the Kings, basically like every West Coast team that was like in like the Northwest Coast. But yeah, I, I'm excited for that guy. I don't remember if we. I, don't, I think I remember talking about him the last time we did a podcast. Very pretty brief, yeah. And I'm really excited for that guy. I think if he's on the second line with Horvat and like like Garland, I would guess. I think he could he could easily put up 20 goals easily. He's he's not like he's not like the typical European Canucks that they go after, where they're like tall but lanky as shit. Like Pedersen was like six one, he was like 165 pounds. And the Sedines when they came in the league, they were like barely six feet, 150. He is like six two, like two hundred pounds. He's a he's a beefy boy. He could do some damage on this team. But yeah, I I fully I fully expected the that JT Miller was gonna get traded. Didn't happen. Will it happen? It's gone Probably. completely quiet again. It's yeah. like it's like everybody gets talking about it. It's like, oh yeah, JT Miller's still out there. It's like blah 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 blah, and then nothing. nothing happens. Apparently, apparently nothing. there's there's reports that like there's not a lot of teams out there that are willing to offer a trade for him. It's like the Rangers, Islanders, Washington. and then they have Washington, and then the Devils. Like that's it, and maybe Boston. But like, what? I don't want anyone from Boston. Oh. Hey, one one last one last thing before we move on. Pavel Zaka for Eric Hall. Yeah, nice. <laughs> The what a steal, yo. They got the best second line second center line in the league. Center. Go fuck yourself. The best second line center. The Canucks <laughs> have two of those guys. Go in a one yourself. for one. Unbelievable. Oh I can't what wait a to trade. Fuck. What a trade for the so Devils. stupid. Yeah. I saw that and I laughed so hard. I'm like, Immediately oh, I, yeah. I was like, Eric Hall is gone. <laughs> Fleeced the Bruins on that one. Oh, that's stupid. Okay, let's let's go. <laughs> My, okay, well, if we're moving on to the dumbass, mine's pretty simple. We already talked about it. I mean, there's no, there's not much to talk about. It's that the Flyers didn't offer Johnny Gaudreau a contract when he said, "I want to go there." That's that's it, cut and dry. How do you not offer him a contract? Are you stupid? You're they, they, light, they, they light money on fire. In oh, my God. They light money on fire for, like, the most mediocre to absolute dog shit players. I'm also going to give mine to the Flyers. And wow. I'll kind of tell you why. Oh, I signed because they signed Tortorella. Okay, I'll give you perfect. multiple reasons. And they signed Tortorella. That's probably perfect for him. Strange move. 
No, but let's go back. I think Steve Dangle and the guys kind of did this, but they it's... trade Nolan Patrick and they acquire Ryan Ellis. Ryan Ellis, known puck-moving defenseman. <clears throat> they move Shane Gostas Bear. They acquire Rasmus Ristolainen. Also, from what I've... I've never really watched him, but like he's also like a puck-moving guy, right? They move Robert Hag and a first and a second to acquire Rasmus Ristolainen. Who's not good, by the way. And then they traded a fourth, a second, and a third to acquire Tony D'Angelo. Two yep. years. So, yeah, for two years. What did they sign him like? To like two years or four per? Then they were forced to make a move, which they weren't able to get done, moving JVR or Kevin Hayes or somebody so that they could have the cap space to sign Johnny Goudreau. But then they realized, yeah, we're not going to be able to make the move. That's why we can't sign Johnny Goudreau. Because we're busy signing three or four of the exact same defensemen. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're doing. They're just Also, a... also they only have $98,000 of cap space. Yeah, like, I don't know where they're going. I have no idea what their plan is, or, like, where they're going with this, or, like... Owen Tippett, who's an RFA. Who they acquired in the Claude Giroux trade. They have no money. Yeah. They have no money. They have, like, nothing. There's, like, I don't really know what their prospect pool looks like. All I, I know is that... it's very good. I mean, Dylan loves Cam York. Yeah, I got, like, five Cam York young gun type cards. So if Cam, <laughs> if Cam York, like, blows up... Like that's good for me. Covered. That's profits right there. But got the Fedotov backup goalie who if he's ever gonna come to the NHL if he gets out of Russia the submarine that he's on, wherever the hell he's coming from. <laughs> Sean Couturier on IR right now. His extension kicked in last year. They have Ryan Ellis on IR too. Yeah, and you're still Oscar Lind you bought out freaking Oscar Lindblom. Yeah, it was such a big story that he beat cancer, and then he signed with the Sharks, and you still have to pay his half his salary. Well, they did that, yeah, I guess for the cap relief. You idiots! <laughs> Can we just make the this in the entire like oh, and all three of our opinions? They want to trade Provorov. Yeah, like why? He's your only Provorov. good player. <laughs> yeah. Like... You know what's so stupid? Like but Provorov is the same. He's the same player as Ryan Ellis and Tony D'Angelo. Bring the other guys. <laughs> he's the same guy. It's so fucking funny though that that they want to trade Provorov of like their NHL ready defenseman. He's the youngest of them all. <laughs> like, what the hell is it with these dog shit teams trading away their young players and keeping all their older guys? I don't understand. It. I'm picturing is a Spider-Man meme of like. <laughs> oh, I just all Flyers, de Flyers defenseman, and it's all the same, the same puck moving defenseman it's just all around them. Literally, it's like you're that guy. No, that's me. I'm the puck moving defenseman. Well, no, you're not. They mentioned it on Steve Dangle's podcast, at least the episode that I listened to, where they were like, "Okay, all these guys are like power play guys." It's like they all are. All well, who's playing the power play? <laughs> they have legitimately like four guys on that fucking on the defense that could play the power play. Maybe even like, five if you want to throw Justin Braun in there. Maybe. Somebody is going to be like Travis well, Sandheim's pretty good too. Yeah, they have six. <laughs> six. 
They're all the same fucking player. So it's gonna be five. It's gonna be four defensemen, one forward. It's just gonna be Kevin Hayes in front of that. Yeah, I'll just tip it, guys. I'm gonna tip it in. Fire from the point. It's just gonna. We're gonna play a perimeter. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna they're gonna call they're gonna play PPP. like a, they're gonna play like the umbrella like a really wide umbrella power play. Oh yeah, they're moving it around again. Oh, they're not gonna shoot yet. Oh, the tip is wide. Okay, go get it, Kevin. Cam. I feel okay. Also, I feel really bad for Cam because he escaped John Tortorella in fucking <laughs> in Columbus. Columbus. And no, he comes back. Again. Yeah, have fun. Like, he's no, probably gonna re- why he's, me? He, he, I feel like he's going to get traded at the fucking trade deadline this year. Oh, my God. Because he doesn't want to play with Tortorella. They also signed Nicholas Delorier for four more years. Yeah, four why years. the fuck did they do that? Like, Oh, my God. They're just you, a shit. You signed, like, one of, like, the last remaining, like, tough guys in the fucking league to a $1.75 million and he's 31 years old when you literally could use that cap to sign so many other NHL players that are way better than Nicholas Delorier. I struggle with Carter Hart because Carter Hart could be really good. He's just on a shit team. He has no defense. He's got the five-punk moving defensemen <laughs> that don't help defensively. <laughs> They have defense in their in their title. I don't see Tony D'Angelo playing defense at any point here. I see him being on forward, like moving forward. He could be their right winger. They need Keith Yandel back. That's what they need. They need just a guy. Well, he'll fit right in with the rest of them. Like... I don't think they can pay him. They're not still paying him out. We shipped that contract to Florida. We got we got Florida to pay for that one. Yeah, sure. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, mine actually has nothing to do with the Florida, Philadelphia. Podcast. <laughs> mine is the fact that Alexander McGillan is still not in the Hall of Fame, and we keep putting all these Canucks up in one year. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. He could at least spaced out the the loot. Who did not have to be in the Hall of Fame this year? Well, are the uh, Sedins going to be one plaque, or are they like two separate probably. players? <laughs> I could it's see just their heads like really blacks. close together. Yeah. <laughs> just one picture of them, and it's just Henrik and Daniel. Save it on Hank. the glass. We're saving on the glass to put up in the hockey hall of fame. It's just it's Hank and Dank. <laughs> How many times do we have to talk about Alexander McGillie not being in the hockey hall of fame? <laughs> it's funny that you say not these Canucks when McGillie was a Canuck. No. Yeah, yeah, fucker. <laughs> His most productive season was not as the Canucks. With the he was still a Canuck, I guess. And luckily, it, with hockey, is that you don't go in as a specific team. Which is nice. Um, I don't understand. He literally defected. He was one of the first people to defect to, from Russia to the U.S. They smuggled him out after the World Junior Championship. And played still one of the best puck-moving forwards. Assist, <laughs> like, I don't understand played 959 games he had a thousand points over a thousand points hey you said he you said he didn't have his better years in vancouver he had 107 points in his first year in vancouver Look so up the buffalo one in 90, 92 93 or 93 i know he had 127 that's fantastic 76, he 76 goals <laughs> he got 55 in vancouver he didn't have he's playing with pavel burry that time he didn't have 50 his entire career other than vancouver and then fucking buffalo the one Buffalo year first and then Vancouver. 
Yeah, I'm just saying he still had one of his better years in Vancouver. He just didn't have as many points. He had 20 less points and fucking basically how many is that? 21 less goals. Yeah. All I'm asking is why don't they put this guy in? Because they're stupid. It's he literally like Lou Lou did not have to go in this year. I'm disagreeing with he, that. Not, I'm not saying that he, he doesn't deserve to go in there, but like get the guys in that deserve it. <laughs> get the guy in that's had that had a hundred and twenty seven point season and hundred and seventy six goals. He basically scored in a his goal second a game. year. He played 77 games. And he had 76 goals. What the he hell? One of the goals in NHL history in his first season. <laughs> For five seconds into his first game. You know what's shitty about that McGillney year when he had 127 points? He was only a plus seven. But yeah, no, it's... <laughs> that's <laughs> shitty. When you play on Buffalo and like you had that's LaFontaine, shit. that's the only person you had. Whoa, what about, what about Mayday? Mayday. Oh, Mayday! Mayday! Yeah, I I'm still so mad that they don't put really one of the best Russian hockey players to ever play in the Hockey Hall of Fame. He'll get in there eventually. Oh, he's running out of time. Well, he'll always like get in there. Okay, chill out. Well, does it expire? Like I'm fairly certain it's not it like does. baseball. I'm fairly certain there is some sort of expiry. I don't think there is. I think he like come on, guys. He retired in like what? 2008. 2007. 2006. So it's, it's 2022. You've at least been in there before now. Like, granted, like Daniel Albertson, I was like, oh, God, Daniel Albertson. I fucking hate that guy. Like, <laughs> obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm hating him because obviously he played for Ottawa and, like, dad always used to call him the clown haired bastard. And because <laughs> at one point he did have a giant fro. And whole thing with him firing pucks at people after the whistle. Oh, fuck. And I know, never really liked him. I understand his numbers are Hall of Fame worthy. But he's not the only person that deserves to go to the Hall of Fame. Three Swedes and a Canadian. Yeah, let's go. My, my bit is still for McGillany because he's obviously one of my favorite players ever. Because he was in Toronto for three years at the back end of his career. And also the story about him possibly paying all of, like, paying out when he was down with Albany and, um, and, like, paying the fees of not going to any practices and he just played. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's one of my what's favorite stories. What's the fine if I don't go to practice? Yeah, what's the fine? And he just paid it all out. <laughs> Unbelievable story if it's true. They still don't know if it's true or not, but if that's actually true, that's such a legendary story. Yeah, I'm not playing any freaking practices. Why don't I need to practice? I'm the best. <laughs> That's all I got in mind. I, I, I'm happy for the guys to get in, but he only deserves to be in there first. He does. He definitely deserves to be in there more than Luongo right now, 100%. No shot of Luongo. No. Ridiculous. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, that's it for episode 27, I think. Do you guys got anything yep. else to say? No. Hopefully, if something else crazy happens over our week here, well, sign, the first sign and trade to ever happen in NHL history. Yeah. Well, we're still also waiting for 
Kadri and uh, what's his fuck? Uh, Dallas Klingberg. We're waiting for him to sign too. I think he's going to stay with Dallas. I don't think so. I think he's gone. I think Kadri stays with Colorado. Me too. I think he'll do like what Evander Kane did. It's like, oh yeah, I want like seven by seven or blah blah blah. Then he'll sign for less. That's like than... four for eight. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I feel like that would happen though. Run it back. Again. No, I think that's good. Um. Also on Facebook, I can do all the plugs if I really want to. Um. Kind of going into. I mean, we're kind of halfway through the off season now already. We're in the dog like, days of off season. Yeah, like it's one hot, or two. It's hot everywhere. Years. It's freaking hot as shit in my room right now. <laughs> a fire. Um, we'll see what kind of happens with Kadri and the rest of the FAs that are remaining, and keep you guys updated if anything like that happens over the coming weeks. And it's going to mm-hmm. be back into season and predictions. Yeah. The Leafs winning Stanley Cup this year. No. <laughs> All right. Catch you guys on another one. See ya.